Hello, food enthusiasts, and welcome to another episode of the Future Food Cast. I'm Pam Line Miller, your host for today. And with me, I have Tony Bucci. She is the Chief Operating Officer for Ag Biome. Welcome to the podcast, Tony. Thank you, Pam. Yeah, AgBiome is a really cool company, and you're doing a lot of neat things. I'd love for you to give us a little bit of insight into what's happening over there. Sure. So AgBiome is an agricultural biotech company, and our vision is to feed the world responsibly. And we do that by partnering with the soil microbiome to discover and launch products that are natural, biologically based, and can be used to replace synthetic chemical pesticides. Well, it sounds so simple, but I think everyone is really interested in, you know, replacing some of the artificial things that we're putting into our soil. And this, um, you guys have been very successful with this whole uh, concept. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're most active and impactful? Yeah, you bet. So we launched our first product to the market at the end of 2019. It's a howler fungicide, um, which is used to control insidious plant diseases and really important crops like fruits and vegetables. Uh, and we currently have our second product, Thea fungicide, in launch right now as we speak. And that will also be a fungicide that um, will be organically certified, just like howler fungicide, and uh, will help uh, growers grow their crops more sustainably. Well, Tony, for some of our listeners who might not be as into the soil preparation and the front end of our food production, can you explain a little bit about what a fungicide is and why that's important? Right. So fungicides are designed to protect a crop from plant diseases. And the diseases come in many different forms. There's many different types of diseases. And uh, depending upon the severity, it can mean the difference between having a crop or not having a crop. And uh, we know that growers, this is a business for growers, they're trying to put food on their table as well. So they're pretty desperate to find good solutions to protect plants from those diseases. And those diseases, Diseases are largely fungal diseases, but they can also be bacterial based. They can also occur in the soil as well as on the foliage itself. Um, and sometimes you also see it on the fruit or vegetable that you might purchase in the grocery store. Yeah. Well, the whole problem with diseases and, and our plants and, and growing our crops is certainly not new to Tony. It's been around <laughs> since we've been growing things. They're trying to be attacked and and we hear about whole crops being wiped out, like you were saying. So what were the old methods of dealing with these problems and why is your solution better? Yeah, so traditionally what farmers do is they apply synthetic chemical fungicides. And they may do that 12 to 14 times in a growing season. So it's pretty intense uh, because the pressure is really intense by these fungal diseases. So, you know, growers are the ultimate environmentalists. They've been looking for tools to grow more sustainably, and there just hasn't been really good tools available. And that's what we do is that we, you know, we commercialize products that will enable them to produce our food supply in, in a method that's, that is more sustainable and consumers can feel good about growing products that are grown with ag biome products. Yeah. And I, and I, as a consumer love that because I'm one of those that has always tried to figure out is, is washing my fruits and vegetables with water enough? Do I need to use a little bit of soap in there? How am I, mm -hmm. how should I approach that? And I live here in the United States 
as a lot of our listeners do. We do have a worldwide audience, but for those of you that are in the United States, I think we're a little behind based on the numbers that you've shared with me, Tony, as far as pesticides. Can you, because I was uninformed about how, I guess, permissive is the word the United States is in the area of pesticides. Right. Yeah. Currently, the United States allows the use of 85 chemical pesticides that are banned in other parts of the world. Um, we, the EPA has done a great job of protecting us, but they're a little bit slow on the um, <clears throat> uptake of, um, you know, getting rid of, of products that might leave chemical residues on our food supply. Um, however, they have allowed uh, an expedited review of new products that are biologically based to try to get those to the market a little bit faster. Okay, so they're not really banning the things that are banned by other countries as quickly as we would like to see that happen. Yeah. However, they are fast tracking some other products that are- That is correct. For us. Okay. All right. That's not all of a bad story. <laughs> That's kind of good. Uh, Tony, before we go any further, I'm just really curious how you even got involved with this kind of work. What is your background? How did you get involved with the ag biome? So I've been with ag biome for three and a half years, but I actually started my career by doing a master's degree and a PhD in agricultural entomology. And the focus of my research in graduate school was really around how do we naturally protect plants from insects, from insect damage. And we do, and I wanted to do that without the use of synthetic chemicals. Uh, what, just before I finished my PhD, I took a position at a large chemical company where I spent the next 20 years learning a lot about agriculture, learning how to get products to the market, and also learning a lot about grower trends and things that growers need to be successful. But, you know, I'm also a mom. Most importantly, I'm a mom and I'm a consumer. And I always felt that calling to get back to what I studied in school, which is, you know, how can we effectively produce our food supply without all those chemical residues? And for that reason, um, I, I elected to leave that company that I'd been at for over 20 years and come to AgBiome where we can be disruptive in the market and, and really provide these super innovative products that on a level that no one else can do. Yeah, it sounds like maybe this is a little bit of a mission for you and you have found the vehicle to help you just further that mission because that's right up. That's exactly what AgBiome is doing. Correct. Yeah, very exciting. Well, as far as what the future is looking like, what, what direction, because I imagine consumer sentiment is very much accepting of the kinds of things that you're doing, the natural initiatives and less of the chemical pesticides on our foods and having other alternatives to being able to bring good, healthy food to our table. So what does the future look like? Where are you guys looking as far as, um, you know, some of your research that you're doing and where you might be investing? So AgBiome is, is unique that we have a, a proprietary screening platform that allows us to discover lots of exciting new products that can be used to protect crops. So for that reason, we have, we'll have two fungicides on the market, but we also have an insecticide that's in development that will be organically certified, as well as a number of other really important products that growers can use. 
products that can be used in the soil to control nematodes, for example, those are worms that um, will feed on the roots of important crops. And then also uh, weed control, because although weed control, weed control does affect the, uh, the overall health of a crop, even though it doesn't cause direct damage to that crop. So um, our plan is to be in this for the long run. Um, we have, like I said, a, a rich portfolio of products and um, we're excited on you know, what we can do to, to bring uh, new tools to, to growers. Yeah. And I guess growers, like, like we were talking about, there's, there's been an industry and they've been using the same things, but everybody's kind of moving in the direction of trying to improve how we're treating the soil and, and improve our, also the yield for the growers. I imagine if you're able to minimize how much you're not harming, but treating, I mean, multiple applications of pesticides. I didn't even realize that either. I don't know that the average consumer realizes what goes into growing their food. So you're just giving us some revelations maybe we would rather not have, or we're going to be very supportive of the uh, kind of industry that you're bringing to to us as consumers. Um, But I think the growers are probably looking for solutions too. Like you said, they're looking for more natural alternatives. Growers are absolutely looking for for new alternatives. Um, And growers understand very deeply the importance of soil health to providing high yielding crops. So, you know, with all the people that we'll have to feed in the future, it's important that we're the most efficient that we can be on, let's say, a square acre that we're producing as much food as we can. And the way to do that is in part to preserve soil health. When you think about pesticides that are used currently, so synthetic pesticides, they tend to be very broad spectrum, which means they control or kill a number of different types of microorganisms, which includes those beneficial organisms that are in the soil. So if you think about the human gut microbiome and how important our gut microbiome is to our overall health, it's the same with plants. So plants rely on the soil microbiome to to be healthy and, and to grow and to produce. And so if we can, let's say, reduce the amount of these broad spectrum chemicals that go to the soil and are effectively eliminating the diversity of microbes in the soil, what we've seen is that you can actually increase the yield of the plant. The plant is healthier when you preserve the microbiome in the soil. Well, I like that. And as just a consumer, I think about, you know, when we, you talked about our gut biome, essentially, you know, when we take antibiotics, for example, they kind of kill everything that's down there. So a lot of people take probiotics to put back in the good stuff. And what you're saying is kind of like the agricultural alternative to not killing everything in the biome. We're, we're going to selectively target. We don't need to wholesale kill it all and then try to put back in. Is that a good analogy? That's a really that. good analogy. And, and keep in mind that all of our products come from the soil microbiome. These are naturally occurring microbes. The earth has over a trillion different species of microbes. So it's essentially an unlimited source naturally occurring microbes that can be used in agriculture. And so what we've done is we've taken soil samples directly from, in the United States, every state in the country, we've taken soil samples. We isolate all of those 
those microbes that are existing in those soil samples. And then we genetically sequence. So we know every gene of every microbe that we take out of the environment. We put that into our database. And currently we have over 100,000 microbe species. Everyone we know, every single gene that's in those microbes. So you're talking 5,000 genes per microbes, over 1,000 microbes. That's a, that's a big library, right? And so what we're taking is things that already exist in nature today that have evolved over three and a half billion years and we're saying, how can we use what the earth has provided for us to naturally control uh, plant diseases and, and insect pests? Yeah, the fact that you've actually cataloged all that and identified, I'm really, really impressed. And I'm just thinking as a young girl, you never probably set it as a goal to be able to have a catalog of all the microbes and all the genes <laughs> within them. I'm just laughing as you were describing that thinking, I didn't even know something like that existed. So that's really fun for our audience to hear about the research that goes into this kind of thing. You might think that it's just very uh, on the surface, no pun intended, but just the soil, but there is so much more involved with growing our food and doing it in a, a healthy way uh, where we can actually feed the soil and support what's going on in the biome. So that's really exciting. Yeah. And the premise is, you know, if you use a product like calor fungicide or theofungicide, if you use a biological based product that doesn't have that's, that's coming from nature to begin with, and maybe doesn't have that broad spectrum of killing everything, what you've done is you've preserved not only the diversity of microbes in the soil, but you've also preserved the number of microbes. And what we've seen, we actually uh, conducted a study where we've seen that in, um, if you compare soils in a low yielding versus a high yielding farm, what you see is in the high yielding farm where, where more is produced, you have a uh, twice as much diversity in microbes and six times as many microbes. So there is a direct correlation between the health of the soil and the ability for the plant to produce. And this is why using biological-based products can really help preserve that and help us grow more food sustainably for future populations to come. Yeah, Tony, excellent point, really talking about the health of the soil and the, the broad spectrum, the diversity of what's available in that soil compared with lesser yielding soils. I, I love that you brought that in because I think it helps our listeners really think about, you know, it does matter. It, it, every, every plot of land is not all the same. And, and the way that they're treated does matter as far as how they're going to react with um, growing plants and the, and the quality of those plants and the quantity of those plants. Excellent point. Well, Absolutely. it sounds like it's all positive, all positive dealing with, you know, biologically sound products, but are there any negatives? I think there's challenges for companies um, to, to really discover and, and successfully develop products that ease of use and ease of storage throughout the supply chain. Our products, we, we put a lot of scientific know-how into developing them. So we have products that are very stable, but we're talking about live organisms in these products to a large extent. And so sometimes there's a challenge with, you know, you have to keep them cold or you have to keep them in the shade. We don't have that challenge, but historically that's been a 
challenge for the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, the other challenge is it, it does require a change in mindset for the user, for the for the farmer himself. He has to think a lot about when the best time to apply those are. He, he can't just go out with a broad brush and just say, I'm just going to treat my entire field with the with chemicals and I know I'm going to kill everything out there. He has to really think about which disease microorganisms he's trying to control, um, which insect pests he's trying to control. And so there's a little bit more know-how and knowledge that's involved. But what we've seen is that without exception, every grower that's used our products has has been able to overcome that. Um, And there's just been such a trend in growers looking for more tools. So, you know, it's difficult for the Environmental Protection Agency in the U.S. to ban pesticides that have already been banned in other parts of the country if there's not tools that that growers have available for their at their disposal. Um, They need those tools and they need companies like AgBiome to discover and develop those products so that they can grow more sustainably. Yeah. Well, thank you for being there to do that because I think growers, I mean, they are, they are testing their soil. They are trying to figure out what's out there and, and how they can best treat it and also minimally treat it. At least that's what I've heard when I've talked to some growers that are involved on the on the plant production side, they they do care. I think you're in a great space. Ag Biome is very well positioned uh, because they do want what you have. And the fact that you're talking about putting so much care and thought into how to best meet the needs of your farmers that are going to be using your product, because you're right, that's where some of the obstacles are. Change is hard for anybody, but if you can deal with those up front and be realistic about them, sometimes. Uh, they're willing to make that trade-off for the benefits to their land. Absolutely. And and I think the other challenge is there's been a lot of products that maybe have not been as effective at controlling the disease, for example, that the, the chemical synthetics have, have been able to control. It's imperative that companies like AgBiome continue to develop products that really work, that, that you know a grower can sleep well at night knowing that I just applied this biological-based product on my crop, and I know it's going to control the disease and protect the crop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because their livelihood depends on it. Absolutely. So that is very important. I just love the conversation that we've had here today. And before we go, is there anything else you would like for our audience to know about, about Ag Biome, about the industry that you're involved in? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what I haven't asked. So I want you to please volunteer any information you'd like for them to have. Sure. Um, what I would say is that if you look at, you know, how many consumers are purchasing organic produce, for example, today, it's it's actually a pretty min- small minority of folks, right? So, uh, but that being said, the organic industry is growing double digits year on year. And even outside of that, the average consumer cares deeply about how his or her food is produced. And there have been recent studies that have shown that even in the last 15 years, the percentage points have gone up 14% um, as it pertains to consumers utilizing sustainability as a factor in how they purchase uh, their produce. So that's become very important. The other thing is, especially millennials are very aware of health and wellness. And, but, you know, they associate health and wellness with avoiding chemicals. And so avoiding chemicals can be in your, your house, but it can also be on your food. And products like biological-based products don't leave chemical residues. 
they don't leave chemicals. And so, um, you know, a consumer can feel confident when they buy a product that's been treated with um, an ag biome product that they're not getting those chemical residues. There's also benefits to the grower that go outside of how he grows his crop. For example, he protects his workers. So his workers can spray a biological-based product and literally go into the field in four hours and harvest it because there's zero-day pre-harvest interval, which means they can treat it that day. And as soon as it's dried, they can pick it. And so you don't have that luxury with a lot of the chemical uh, pesticides. So this is another benefit that growers have outside of, you know, uh, protecting the soil, as well as allowing him to sell his or her product anywhere in the world, because there's no chemical residues. So many good points there. We have more things to talk about with, with the, uh, the worker shortage that we have kind of worldwide. I think it'd be very important to let your workers know they're not at risk like they are with using some of the traditional pesticides. I think that's a very big point. Not just the workers. I mean, the far, the, the field, the farmer who owns the, you know, year after year being exposed. I mean, that's, that's really important. And I, as the consumer was asking the question on the front end about how I should, should I use some soap? Now I would only need to worry about maybe washing the dirt off because that was out in the field. I don't need to worry about washing pesticides off because there are, there is no chemical residue, huge, important point. Thank you That's for right. bringing both of those up. Anything else? Wow. I mean, one of, one of the things that we've done at Ag Biome is we've looked very closely at consumer buying trends, and we know those trends have changed dramatically. In fact, if you don't believe statistics, all you have to do is walk in the grocery store and everything has a label on it, you know, gluten-free, corn syrup-free, you name it. And, and that is a strong indication that consumers are absolutely caring a lot about what's in their food and how their food is, is grown. So what that does is that puts pressure up the value chain all the way to the grower. And the grower then wants to be able to, I mean, keep in mind, the grower is a consumer as well, right? So they want to put safe, sustainable foods on their table as well. But the fact that consumer demands have changed means that the way growers, uh, farmers grow their our food has to change as well. And that's what we're taking a strong look at is, is how do we connect with the consumer and educate the consumer about how the use of Ag Biome's products on, on growers' crops actually benefits them. Yeah. And and it does become a consumer education problem and, and trying to get that information out there. Um, so I I know there's probably a lot of different avenues for you to do that. And, and the people that are on the front end of that marketing for those farmers and the products are probably really trying to solve that puzzle because like you said, consumers are looking, they're looking for the more sustainable production, those farmers that are carrying what products they're using on the crops too. Uh, So we just need to figure out how to get the information out there. If you have any witty ideas, let us know. We'll see if we can (laughs) help in getting that done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of uh, knowledge being power, but I, I think that we as consumers need to be more diligent about looking at the sources of, of information and how we build our knowledge. Uh, you know, with the advent of a lot of uh, misinformation and, and let's say fake news, um, it's really important that as we care more about our health and well-being, that we understand where that information is coming, that we ask the questions. So a label is a label. It makes it easy for us to make those decisions, but where is that information coming from and, and how can it best benefit me and my family. Tell me what it is, first of all, B Corps. I don't know what that 
means. I'm not a yeah, oh. culture. I'm a, yeah. Yeah. So B Corp is not specific to agriculture. In fact, we're probably the only ag company that has it. Well, that's what he was saying. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah. So it's a certification by um, B Corporation Laboratories, which um, is, you know, basically it certifies that we have a commitment to um, environmental and sustainable performance. Uh, And we do that by being super transparent and accountable about our business practices and the products that we're developing. That's the question I'm going to ask because, uh, because I'm hearing just so much more about people being interested in sustainability and from the corporate perspective. And I can just ask how Ag Biome is furthering, is trying to, um, work in that area. I'm hearing a lot about. All right, Tony, we have talked a lot about sustainability and the farmers are interested in that, but I think consumers are also looking to companies that they're working with or that are involved in their products to be on a sustainability mission as well. And you've talked a little bit about that from Ag Bio's perspective, but what else are you doing? One of the things that sets us apart from other agricultural companies is that we have received B Corp certification. And B Corp, what that refers to is that there's no planet B. We've got one planet and there's no alternative and we need to take care of that planet. And so what the B Corp certification does it recognizes companies that have demonstrated uh, environmental and social performance by being accountable in how they do, how they operate, um, their business practices, and the products that they produce. Um, So we're real proud to have that certification. We join thousands of other companies that have received that certification, um, and that truly makes us unique. Wow, that does make you unique. And I think uh, when we spoke earlier, you're you're like the only agricultural type company that has that certification. That's correct. Yeah. And so you really are standing alone and leading the pack. Thank you for doing that. Well, Tony, where is Ag Biome's distribution? Where are your products available? If there are some growers, farmers, people that are involved in the front end of our food, listening, which I know there are because I've talked to some of them, uh, listening and watching our podcast, where where can they find you? A farmer can find our product at any of their agricultural dis- distribution uh, outlets. Um, any retailer has access to purchase our products. For consumers, we do sell a product called Howler Lawn and Garden, which can be used on your fruits, vegetables, your flowers, your lawn, that can be purchased from domyown.com. We also sell a larger quantity, a five pound bag through Arbico Organics online, as well as Seven Springs online. That's exciting. Thank you for giving me that because um, my daughter has started a vegetable garden in the new home that she bought with uh, she and her husband. They have some raised beds and I'm going to go to domyown.com and get some of your product for her so she can use that on her fruits and vegetables that she's growing. So awesome. We'd love to hear that. (laughs) Thank you for that. Well, we just want to, like you said, share the knowledge. That's the purpose of this podcast is for us to get that information out there to the listeners who want to hear it. And we really appreciate you being on and sharing uh, so much wisdom from Ag Biome and just opening up our thought process on the front end of our food and how to better do um, a job of, of growing it without more pesticides. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 